Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mediocre Conversations with Tom and Drew. I'm Tom. And I'm Drew, and this is the only podcast where we will guarantee the only thing you'll hear is mediocrity. I've done this almost 100 times, and I almost... Sometimes I forget right away. Sometimes I still stumble. Yeah. So uh, I hear around the thousandth episode is when you, it starts to solidify. We're almost 10%. That's excellent. Woo! Uh, spoilers ahead for part seven of the Ahsoka series from Disney. Dreams Plus. and Madness. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to go with the show title. Nice. <laughs> um this was an interesting nothing episode it did feel like they were setting up for the finale which they they love to do guys they do guys we can we i feel like you can have strong endings without cheap shotting us by putting it right after a fucking bullshit nothing happens episode well i mean i don't know that i would go that far but it's um just less, that's less the trend happened. right Andor it's was a, sort of the same correct Andor had like a whole setting up episode where like they, the they, they showed the you the stuff that they normally don't show you at all and just imply right you know mm-hmm. which maybe if I was in the mood for it but um, I mean this had they gave us some cool things I'll give them that hey man um got a little c3 action yeah i liked the show open yeah that was that was cute so let's talk about that first yeah we'll start at the beginning um so uh what's her name zindula zindula hera yep hera zindula doing it she's in front of her senate people having to explain why she ignored them completely (laughs) Uh, cause she was right is what I would have gone with. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. For so sure. first of all, there's no chance. I just don't feel like there's any chance that like when the ISION blasted off, it went through all those ships and like none of their like sensors or whatever was like, oh yeah, BT dubs, uh, this giant ring totally just not got knocked us out of its way on its way yeah. out of the system. Yeah. And then like beyond that, you have like three or four x-wing pilots that were like yeah i was there i saw it right did were you guys worried about them going to get thrown and like and and like one one dude i mean there's like two of them i think on the seat or in in the council or whatever but like one guy is just like yeah but how do we know and it's just sort of this willful ignorance so this guy is supposed to be ziono uh this this senator uh he's supposed to be basically like the bureaucratic nonsense that goes on in yeah in governments right like he's it's all supposed to be wrapped up in him and it's the same thing from last time they talked which was like she brought it up again how it's like um there's there are dissenters amongst the ranks and they're like there can't be because there's so many of them Right. There can't be because we've recruited so many. So you understand the red tape that we're going to have to go through just to try and weed out 10% of these people. They can't exist because it would be too difficult for us to fix it if they did. This was the same problem that the New Republic had in the old canon, which was that um, 
they were ineffective in their leadership because they refused to acknowledge threats because sure. the empire is gone. Now everything, if the empire is gone, everything's good. And you don't have to do the one thing that Hera is uh, symbolizing here, which is that you have to remain vigilant. If you're going to be in charge of stuff and try yeah. and like run, make a new government, you got to, you did all the fighting and all the work so that you could get to this point to do all this stuff. Yeah. So now you got to do it. And like, this is the guy that doesn't want to do it. What's the first thing that you do when you take over a castle? You shore up the ways that you took over the castle. Well, I burn <laughs> it down and move on to the next castle. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Different type of goal there. Yeah. yeah. We rule over the ashes. If you take over a castle that you want to keep. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yes. Then you start. How how'd I get in here? Okay. I'm going to go ahead and uh, make sure that no one else gets in that way, at least. Yes. Perfect. Um, 100%. Yeah, you shore up the, the problems right away. Like, but what if I, I was, mean, if I was building a second Death Star, for example, I might have figured out a different also, kind of exhaust port. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask what the point oh, 0.01 point was. <laughs> Excellent Family Guy reference, Tom. <laughs> um, I just want to point out that they have holograms. And they have faster than light travel, but no dash cams. Well, I mean, no live feed on what all of their ships are seeing at any one time. Right. I feel, I feel like these are oversights is all I'm saying. Um, in no the body cams on the Star, Troop, Star, Star Wars, right. I think that you would be <laughs> a, a near profit to the to these people. I come from a galaxy far, far away, way in your future. And from there, we yeah. have to make sure our cops do the right thing right. by recording <laughs> everything that they do. <laughs> Maybe you could do something similar. Hey, you don't happen to have machines that look and act like, peop like people, do you? <laughs> yeah. It just... Uh... I, don't, I don't like this portrayal of uh, government because it's it feels too, too real. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is awful. Yeah. Oh, this but still, I can totally see why it would do that. Right. Like, of course, that's how it would work. Master Winkle asked a question of us where he was like, hey, is Mon Mothma a bad guy now? Oh, interesting. I don't think so. And I was like, no, she's just beholden to these kinds of idiots that are you need them in order to have the infrastructure well, and the peace and every, yeah. everything working together. She played chess tools. to get where she's at and she right. has to play 4D chess to keep it and like still effectively do her job and she has to appear to do her job which appeases bipartisanly, right? Mm -hmm. But also still try and move in a way that she wants to. But there's right. so much red tape and bureaucracy now. Right. And that's the and that's the point. Like if you don't want to live under an authoritative authoritarian government government, yeah. This is the kind of this is the kind of deal you gotta make. Because this is what people are. Yeah. And so Sindula is telling her what happened, and someone's like, I can't believe that because it's unbelievable. Therefore, you know, it's just sort of like Again, more willful ignorance, right? She like she you gives her reports like Emperor Palpatine, <laughs> Star Whales. Well, that, these are fairy stories, and it's mm -hmm. like an adult has come to you, an adult general, and like, hey, 
this happened and you, you just have to be like i that's not believable so it did it couldn't have happened people yeah. that saw it like his um just you know, like you know willful willful ignorance as you've as you've mm-hmm. coined, coined it it's a lovely term thank you um it's trademark towards hera feels yeah. personal as opposed to right well she, and she was like he's like you disobeyed orders out of the senate and she's like no i disobeyed you right yeah which you are You're not straight up dissenant. straight up wrong yeah i am the senate. so my eep helps impression but um spot on you know, and like we basically rehash this fact that like he thinks she's out for personal gain. And like, let's be honest. And like Mon Mothma says this a little bit later, like she does have personal feelings mm-hmm. and a personal stake in this. That's that's obvious. Guess what? When you fight a war <laughs> to to save your loved ones and liberate your the you know the planet that you grew up on, and yeah. you go through that and you do all that, it's a it's a big personal stake. So you want to like, keep it that way, right? So I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> she really cares about this kind of stuff and. Yeah, and uh, luckily we get a little C-3PO guest star to kind of smooth everything over. As much as I hate him, it was cool to see him. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna refrain. I'm gonna redefine my opinion of C-3PO right now because, uh, in the original trilogy, he's a straight up bitch. Yeah, and uh, in the prequel trilogy, he's a little, he's kind of a bit of a little press. Yeah, and in the in the Clone Wars cartoon shows and some other th- kind of thing, he's just used for comedic relief. Yeah. But in the sequel trilogy, he is super grateful and nice to everybody. And it's like he makes the sacrifice, which wasn't really a sacrifice, I guess, when he had a couple years taken off his memory in order to translate the dagger for Ray and the crew. He he tells R2 like three or four times that he's like such a good friend and that how much he like Aww. cares about him yeah you know and like in here you know he's like he was kind of a little bit of a karen to the to the guard he was like i don't need to show you my identification like <laughs> or whatever but like <clears throat> yeah you called me all right you know because where's your, like, where's your manager for the people from like yeah she's more important than you yeah so um yeah i think that with all things star wars like he benefits from hindsight quite well Sure. If you take all the evidence, so all right, I'll, I'll keep him. that in mind the next Thank time you. I watch them. Now you're for wonderful. you. Well, yeah, excellent. Thank you. I'll take yeah. it. I owe you one. Okay, good, good. We have that on record. Uh, okay, so then we jump to Ahsoka training in her ship, which is interesting because she's following a recording of. Uh, her master, her old master, Anakin. Mm-hmm. Apparently, recordings age because uh, he looked old. Which, what can you do, right? It's not really his fault. No, but no, no. Again, no dash cams, but aging old recordings. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> So that's interesting. We don't really see that at all, right? Like you see it first and you're like, is it, is he with her? Is this a flashback? Is this something else entirely? Like you were, you didn't immediately think that was a recording a recording. Well, I mean, it's like, they don't really do those other than the 
the tiny one out of uh, R2-D2. And like not a full scale. He was just standing there watching her and talking to her, you know. So uh, the feeling that I got from that scene was like when I um, quote unquote exercise and I put a podcast on. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the last recording, huh? Yeah. So it was special. Yeah, he apparently made some of them, I, you know, and I I think that was cool of him to do, like, yeah, for her, you know, in case, you know, something happened to him, like he, he would have, she would have his experience and instruction and that kind of stuff that she could always um, go back and reference. Like, yeah, remember, yeah. like, not every Jedi could make a holocron. So, sure. <clears throat> you know, how do you pass on? what you know and uh it was just i thought it was a nice little warm touch about like yeah, their relationship so. for sure uh and she's she's super chill this whole time mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know if something has occurred that we don't know yet well some of us know for sure oh no i think that everything you need to know about uh, her mindset you've already seen in the in the series so it just flipped after she um locked out locked forces with that giant whale and she's just been pretty chill the rest of the of the time yeah i think that when she came back from the world between worlds that there there's more of like a okay that inner was the main about her she's that makes except, sense yeah <laughs> that, that was the that was the moment uh dying and then coming back to life not not i think it, force it would, touching a force whale i mean it's a think lot that, to happen in a very short amount of time yeah, there's a lot of gratitude when you get like your third or fourth chance at life yeah that's true and then she tries to reach out at some point to sabine yeah, so uh, we, we've seen this kind of premise many times in Star Wars where it's like, reach out with your feelings, you know, that yeah. kind of idea. And so I, the thing about this this part of the show that I uh, want to re, uh, emphasize is like um, back in episode one, you made, um, you asked a question that said like, Shin Hati showed up on Lothal. And it's like, well, how come Ahsoka didn't like feel her when she showed up? Like, uh, you know, ping going off on your yeah, <laughs> your radar. And it's because, <clears throat> and what we see in this scene is like when Ahsoka is actively trying to reach out to Sabine, mm-hmm. it takes a it takes effort, concentration, and time. Yeah, and uh, I think that like when you're you're trying to find somebody individually in the Force, like you have to, it's a it's a search. It's yeah. You know, like if something like massive happens, like someone really close to you dies, or if like a lot of people die very suddenly at the same time, like there's a ripple that goes out in the force that you could pick up on. But like, you know, and like when we see people being like, oh, like when Vader's in, in the original series, like <clears throat> when Vader's on the on the Death Star and Obi-Wan and Luke and Han infiltrate or whatever to rescue Leia, he's like, I felt the presence of my old master. Mm. Well, it's because like they have a bond. They're familiar you know? with their exactly. presence, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and yeah, so here's where I was very surprised. <clears throat> Sabine hears her 
And I was like, I, excuse me? <laughs> so. Why is that so surprising, though? So, okay. So I have been adamant through the first six episodes that I don't believe that Sabine Ren is force sensitive. Right. This is this one thing is as close to proving that she is that I have seen yet in the show. And so the only other time that I can reference that I can think of anything close to this happening was in episode five when Luke's hanging from the fucking rafters. Yeah. And he calls out to Leia to come and rescue him. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's that's a one for one ratio. Oh, wait a second. Leia is force sensitive and doesn't know it Mm -hmm. at that time. So not really the same thing. No. Is it but possible? It is, it is do you have to be force sensitive to hear those things? What if you just have like a really strong bond emotionally or, you know? So I would think then that would have to be like, you have to have a really strong bond through the force and people who are not force sensitive. I don't know that that exists. I would, I would say it's like making a telephone call to somebody who doesn't have a telephone on the other end of it see i don't know if the force makes up all things sure your inability to touch it shouldn't stop its inability from or its ability to touch you sure but if you're standing in california and i'm standing in michigan and you go outside your front door and yell my name i can't hear it i can't i cannot possibly hear it that's true but if I had a megaphone so loud, mm-hmm. then you should be able to hear something, right? Right. So I guess my analogy is, is closer to like, if you're not force sensitive, you're deaf to it. It doesn't matter how yell you loud if I can't hear. How loud you yell. Right. You just said how yell you loud. Did I really? Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, I wasted my words. What's the officer problem? That's good. <laughs> yeah. How loud you yell. All right. I guess I see the force as a little more fluid than that. And I would be happy to agree with you if I had any precedent from anything that I've ever witnessed that indicates it works that way. But force works in mysterious ways it can you know and like i do think that almost anything is possible via the force however i also think that there are rules to like what it does how it's used that type of thing okay and i can't define them but like I would I'm surmising that there's some kind of like this is how it works not by the presence of evidence but by its absence. You could be right. I can't disprove the fact that you're you could be right. Yeah. I mean I just have I couldn't prove it in court. <laughs> sure, sure. But you know, you've heard stories of like twins one per one twin some something happens to one twin some other twin feel or like a baby is crying and the mother isn't around but she like senses something and like calls or whatnot Mm -hmm. 
I think it's possible with to me anyway, just the fact that the force exists as, and, and is manipulated, manipulatable. Good word. Easy. Able to be manipulated by some people it's better yeah. through varying degrees of acuity. Sure. Why couldn't they do something so powerful that somebody else was it's like a force push to me right like they they can impart they can change the world around you physically why not i don't know phonically i don't know how to, <laughs> sure, yeah i mean you can hear them via the yeah but, it, but it's not even hearing right it's inside them is what she's hearing is how she's hearing it right yeah, like it's more if like her ears were covered up, she'd still hear her, right? Yeah. So the way that I the way that I would try and describe what is trying what's trying what's being attempted here is like say, you know, say, you know, say someone is like uh like your wife or whatever, uh is standing in a room with her eyes closed and like you come up and give her a hug. Yeah. You know, she would be able to, you know, I would think that she would be able to tell that's you right? by, you know, the feeling that she gets when she hugs you, like the familiarity. Yeah, the familiarity. And right. So and that is what I believe is being sent through the force. It's not necessarily like, hey, what's going on? Why, you know, what'd you have for lunch today? It's more like, here's my presence. I'm, I'm here as uh -huh. well, Uh huh. you know, and so. Sabine hears hears that, feels that, identifies yeah. that. Yeah. And um, you know, the best evidence for me to date that she is force sensitive. Now I want to uh -huh. talk about force sensitivity real quick. Okay. We've been talking about it, but we can I wanna, continue. I want to change the conversation <laughs> that we're having about force sensitivity real quick. You okay. asshole. So <laughs> is it like celiacs? everyone has just a little different sensitivity to gluten sure i don't know what, <laughs> continue i sorry. don't know what celiacs is continue but, um, oh after so i was on wikipedia the other day and i was reading about the sequel trilogy the first movie is episode seven the force awakens i've always taken that to mean in ray uh-huh she became it awakened within her right oh sure that's i don't i think it means that what it also means is according to canon the force itself reawakened so, so it had been dormant for a while yes so and after the great galactic civil war whatever which is the rebellion versus the empire there was a period at that point, until uh, episode seven, where the cosmic force was dormant. Don't know how it happened. Don't know why it reawakened. But that is canon. And I, when I read that on the timeline, I was like, that's very interesting. Because, as you have said, like the force is present in all living things. Yeah. The living force is present. Yeah. But to hear the will of the force 
midichlorians, which most people hate talking about, yep. translate what the cosmic force is trying to tell people who feel the living force. That's what hearing the will of the force is. These two aspects, these two sides of the force communicating to you. Okay. So if that's dormant, it is dormant in 980Y when Sabine Wren is trying to hear Ahsoka's call to her through the Force. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, is Sabine dealing with something similar to what Ray was dealing with? Oh, sure. So Sabine Wren was, was born prior to the cosmic force becoming dormant. So when did I'm, it when did it become dormant? Do we know for, all, for sure? The only thing it says is after the Galactic Civil War. So I'm my my guess is what is that's when the Emperor died. Oh, okay. Now why do you think that is? The well, last major conduit of the force died, and so it just went dormant? Well, so at the end of the uh, uh, at the end of the Civil War, the Sith the Sith tradition is effectively killed off, right? Or we we think that it is. Right. Pa uh, Palpatine and Vader both die. Um, wow. Vader is redeemed and is a, his consciousness carries on after death. So he's, that's, he's a part of the cosmic force. Yeah. We've seen Anakin in Ahsoka during nine ABY when the force is supposed to be dormant but he exists in the cosmic force. So I don't know exactly how to describe that one, but like, <clears throat> why would one aspect of the force become dormant? I don't, that doesn't make any, my, my guess is that it's, it's healing. Sure. So like if a forest caught fire, it doesn't look like a new forest right away. Right. You got to, give it time to have stuff grow there again. But eventually it will look like a forest. Sure. And I'm thinking that Order 66, all the kind of shit that happened during the Empire, the galaxy effectively having the number of like trained Force-sensitive people reduced significantly was a shock to the Cosmic Force in the way that like getting in a car accident might be a shock to you and me and it okay. needed it needed a breather and so i think that might be contributing to sabine's having difficulty like hearing the will of the force and if you can't hear it i don't know like if you can't be successful that first time doing something how do you ever like understand and like get better at that's <laughs> right so maybe she's just maybe maybe like the Boken Jedi as Balin Skull dubbed them uh -huh. of this era are having a really difficult time accessing being able to communicate and hear the force itself. Sure. Because if the cosmic force is dormant, midichlorians can't translate that so that you can hear it because it's, there's nothing to translate. So I'm wondering if she's just suffering from a kind of force silence and an otherwise force-sensitive person. This is pretty deep, even for me. Yeah. 
but I'm really struggling to, to understand you, what's going on with that. Are you operating off of knowledge you have of the last episode as well? There might be some information in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I won't uh, confirm or deny. Right, right. Yeah. But then, you know, Palpatine continues to live on as we learn. Well, as I've recently been told by a very good friend of mine, anything is possible in the Force. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He sounds smart and cute. Um, he needs to cut his hair, but um, he's been he had that. an adorable baby, so I'm willing to let it slide <laughs> for now. Yeah. Uh, so we get to see Thrawn's analytical mind again here, and his brilliant. his tactician uh which which is cool to see because it's sort of like how he was in the books so that's cool to see um now balin was weird in this episode i did not like him in this episode what didn't you like oh well i'll just come right out and say it he just cut shin loose yeah so here's everything prior to this has been, what are we doing out here? What's the greater purpose? What are we going to find in, in Paradia? Power like you'd never believe. Grog, I'm going to tear down the old system and create something new to replace it. And like, I trained you to be more than a Jedi. Yeah. Uh, by BT dubs, fuck off. I'm done with you now. Go take your place in this new empire. What? Hang on. I literally been doing everything that you've told me from like, most of my living memory i assume right so i feel really weird that like we were doing all this stuff and then we just happened to be like on these two uh rat horses and then you were just like bye yeah and it seemed really sudden and abrupt and final and i was like wait wait dude so you're going to get the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and not share it with anybody especially this girl you train to do all your shit and then not share it with her i would have been like very hurt too i don't know that i've seen many actors or actresses do as much with as little as this <laughs> actress is doing with her facial expressions but she, she must be super good because she is conveying a lot of emotion yeah. with not a lot of yeah body and, and he's like your ambition points you in one direction my path lies in another you you funneled her fucking ambition <laughs> her whole life, idiot. What do you think it is? Do you think he just doesn't want to share whatever the power he thinks it is? He doesn't well, want to have to share it with somebody else? I got to be real careful here. Sure. That's what I think. <clears throat> That's just what I think. Because when I saw the episode, I my first thought was he's just insane. He's just literally insane. He's on a okay. go goose hunt. Yeah. What is it called? Wild Goose Chase. Wild Goose Chase. A goose hunt. <laughs> yell how loud I am. <laughs> loud to yell how yell I am. <laughs> but like what I have no guess as to what he's actually after mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. And the fact that she didn't factor in to what it was 
was this was the thing that I wanted the most out of the remainder of the season was to be like, what are these two doing? Yeah. What does that look like? I'm all about it. I'm 100% all in on it. And then he's just like, no, you're 50% all in on it. And I was like, yeah, the wrong 50. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, that kind of knocked me sideways, which I didn't appreciate in episode yeah. seven of a eight, eight episode season. Yeah. I mean, she, he, she turns to him and she's just like, you're not going to help. Which is crazy for her to say, by the way, first of all, I would think, because like every, this whole time she's just been like, point me at the wall. I will run through it. Yeah. Being very deferential. Yeah. And now he does this and she's just like, what? I mean, I need help. Like nothing about her says I need help when she's in that mode right and then she's she looked real competent up until <laughs> yeah yeah so that was that was a crazy moment for sure the thing about shin in that moment is that like i think shin is mirroring the kind of surprise the people who made the show expected people like me to have sure which is like this seems completely unlike you in this moment and i don't understand it because i've never seen anything that would lead me to believe this is how you would behave in these situations yeah and the fact he, he that was weird the whole episode he's gonna be weird for a while yet <laughs> he's a weird dude yeah i don't like i don't know that i i still have to assess how i feel about where sure. this is going sure. but like i'm very very unhappy with him in this moment because he Definitely. treats her like fuck it, just like a disposable tool. Yeah. I don't need you anymore. You're gone. And I was like, he's not a Sith. They're not in the, they're not a master and apprentice in the sense of the rule of two, but also it's not like what we have already seen, even in this series with like Ahsoka was tested in the world between worlds. She passed that test. Luke got tested in the cave on Dagobah. He failed that test. Yeah. You know, Ray got tested on the cave on Octo. She passed that test. So, yeah. like, he's not testing her unless the test is just go and survive for however long you can survive. And I'm like, that's just life, dude. That's not you teaching. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it felt very, it felt like very dismissive. Yeah. It's like, I'm done with you now goodbye and he even has a chance to be like well now i'm gonna get involved because he he fights ahsoka yeah and could have like run off to help everybody else chooses not to a second time yeah that was maybe that's what he was considering because he stood there for like 30 45 seconds just sort of like contemplating what he's gonna do or what and just and then he just like starts walking in the other direction like I tweaked a hammy in that fight with Ahsoka. I can't. I can't be getting involved in this. They got like they got lots of stormtroopers. Now. He's very. He's a very strong fighter too. He is. I mean, I've I very rarely seen anybody that presents a challenge to Ahsoka, as far as like lightsaber combat is concerned. Yeah. And, uh She lost once and tied once. Yeah, it's fun watching. Not a great her fight. record. Yeah, it is. Yeah. She's very, uh, Rosario Dawson did a great job with the. This is some of the best choreography and lightsaber fight since the uh, prequel trilogy. Yeah. So, and then um, 
some of the actors on the acolyte have said if you guys liked original or like prequel trilogy lightsaber choreography you're gonna love our show so i'm i'm holding them to a real high standard going in sorry acolyte yeah people but if you're gonna make that boast you better live up to that shit because that's amazing (laughs) now we see ezra and sabine chilling a bit how do you feel about the actor that is portraying Ezra? How do you feel that he's doing with the character? He is 99% what the character was in the show. That's cool. He's, he's doing, um, there is a scene where during the fight where like the, the stormtroopers come in and they surround Ezra. And <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, uh, Shin who's in charge of them goes like, all right, kill them, destroy them. And uh, Ezra's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, you should, you should take us prisoner. You yeah. Take us prisoner. Can, can we'll we talk? Be, we'll we should talk about prisoners. this. We'll be great yeah. prisoners. <laughs> yeah. You know, just doing anything to buy another heartbeat's worth of time to figure yeah. out a way out of the scenario. That's Ezra Bridger at his core. Like, he's yeah. doing a great job. I like, I like, um, Shin pops up and he's like, oh, that's not great. And and Sabine's like, nope. And he's like, lightsaber? He's like, yeah. Okay. Oh, no. (laughs) Why do you think he didn't want to use a lightsaber? Is it because it was Sabine's and he didn't? It's hers now. Yeah. It's not He gave, that was a gift from Ezra to Sabine in the, in the, in the cartoon show. Yeah. So it is hers now. That's a silly reason. Yes. So, um, I did like that. He Life said, or death. That's a silly I, reason. I did like that. He said like the force is my ally. I'll be yeah, okay. like, that was cool. That is a very Jedi thing. Now they did show a lot more of using the force here. Yeah. Like it's not just picking up a giant thing and throwing it or stopping a giant. Like his was a little bit more utilitarian, which I thought mm-hmm. was cool. I will always love it when somebody stops a lightsaber from hitting them from slicing their face off with the force it's always looks cool they have they have only started to do that since episode nine yeah and they have now done it like four times and every time they do it i'm like oh. love it every time <laughs> yeah yeah it's um a- but he's like he's like grabbing sabine and pulling her out of predicaments and like pushing it they they did a lot a lot more of that to in this episode than i think we've seen in in previous ones yeah it was real i was very impressed i had a really good time with it i thought it was great yeah now i would love to see um uh, a shin sort of series now where she has to figure out life after being abandoned by her, her master i think that would be dope so there's three characters in star wars since disney purchased them that we could say the exact same thing about sure and that's Asajj Ventress. Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vamp, that's where I was going. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Not really. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> but you you love that, that one's so, just for me. Yeah, you were like, hey, I like that actor. I like the character. Yeah. I like the I like the armor. The whole thing works for me. It's all great. Yep. Uh, but Asajj we have Asajj Ventress. Ventress. Reva from the Kenobi series is in the exact same position. And now Shin, all former Darksiders, all women, which I think is, might be interesting because we're getting a lot more women in prominent roles in Star Wars. Hell yeah. And that's been awesome. Yeah. 
and they're all in the same position, which is that they're left to figure out their own way in absence of any kind of previous influence on them. Yeah. Is this a trend? I hope so. It's because we don't know what happened to Asajj Ventures. We don't know what happened to Riva, and I don't know what's going to happen with Shin. They mentioned some of them in this episode, didn't they? They meant uh, Anakin in his holiday. Yeah, yeah. He, he mentions Asajj Ventress. Asajj, that's what I thought, yeah. Who was a badass, I might add, so. And a night sister. Um, I don't know why Sabine doesn't just go straight to the lightsaber every time. So far, it's been, a, oh, I'm meeting a little bit of resistance. Let me just cut through that resistance. Well, I think that I think she's primarily comfortable with her blasters and Mandalorian type shit. Pretty much. Yeah. And I think that you might be not you, but the people who make the show might be doing her a bit of a disservice if it's just like, okay, pull out the I win tool. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Because she gets knocked around pretty good in this fight. Yeah, she does. Uh, and it's it's hard. You can't. It's not like the dark saber that's heavy if you're terrible with it, right? For one of your favorite mechanics, uh, I'm so glad that we're not. I'm so when that when Gideon crushed that goddamn thing, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. All done. All done. I really Stupid like. I can't wait for the second season of Ahsoka because I really like chill Ahsoka. So. Uh, season two has not yet been greenlit. That's fine. It will be. I, I have I, to imagine. I it say was. it. But she's just chill. Also, it's funny when when she gets there for to Ezra and Sabine, and Sabine's like, "Oh shit, you're alive." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Now hold on, I gotta say hey to Ezra." You know, yeah. it's cool. <laughs> if I were Sabine, I would have been like, "You bitch, you didn't even want to do this," and now you're over here just being like, "Hey, buddy, you fuck you, man." Sabine? Yeah. <laughs> I liked it when Ezra was like, you thought she was dead? <laughs> like, what? what is going on? Yeah. But Sabine should have been like, you're acting all cool with him right now. You were not for this mission. All right. Yeah. You were you wanted to not even come here. And now you're like, hey, buddy. Girl, BT dubs. You had yeah. no idea what I had to do to get here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to die. Yeah. And then I had to let a whale Promise not to consume me, but I still, he asked me to get into the mouth. That's some trust. Yeah. I hope I had to Jonah this entire journey over here. (laughs) So I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But that's a very Jedi thing. Like, Hey, we can't do this. We can't do this. That's not the point. This isn't the point. Hey buddy. It's so good to see you. Like, because you had the opportunity and it was okay then. Yeah. To take take joy in that moment. I do like. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I get a vibe that Jedi are just sort of like, hey, let's not do that because bad things could happen. And then they do that and they're just like, okay, well, there's no sense in admonishing you right now. Let's just let's just take stock of the good after this bad thing happened and what we need to do to fix it. Uh, No, you seem right on point there. Yeah, right. Like they're not just like. You caused this terrible thing. It's just like we're in it. Let's move forward. The, like complaining about how we got here does not solve the problem yeah, and no what good. we do is solve problems has blame ever helped solve <laughs> any problem 
it makes you feel better for a minute right that's the pro- yeah and that's the yeah. issue with blame and like the jedi they're not for have fallen victim to that in the past for sure. sure like we see it when the council kicks out ahsoka from in the clone wars yeah and she decides to not come back and leaves the order but because they didn't believe in her you know and like but we see that she's maintained that same kind of mindset years later mm-hmm. where it's like Sabine, you did this terrible thing, but she, but remember Jedi believe in fate. And so and my version of fate is that like, you can only understand it once it's been revealed. Yeah. So you can only ever, you can only ever understand someone's fate as adding up the accumulation of what has happened to them in their life up until a certain point. And then uh-huh. you can say, Hey, <clears throat> I understand why you made that decision. You had to, because it brought us, it brought us to right. where we are right now. Right. And uh, I'm not going to hold that against you because right. it wasn't ultimately your, it's not a hundred percent in your control. So. Yeah. I like, I like that part of the Jedi's as a people. There you go. See, we found some common ground. Yeah. We've been nothing but oppositions up until this point. Well, you and I, for being as good of friends as we are, do have different opinions. We do. Yeah. But I think that that's healthy. But, so, but the Venn diagram is is largely one big. circle when it's yeah. you and me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Which is why I've maintained the friendship. <laughs> now, I don't know. I, I I don't know how they plan on getting off of this planet because, again, they still can't hitch a ride. Sure. I There's have a three feeling options, you know. Well, I've seen the episode, so I mean, I know exactly <laughs> how or how not they did it. But at this point, there's because th- I was trying to figure it out in the last episode. There's three. There's three possibilities. Uh huh. One, the Purgles come back. Right. They le- oh, they left. Right. They pieced yeah. out when they got into a giant minefield, which You're like, was hey, guess what? We didn't sign up for this. Ron's doing. Right. I imagine that was his doing. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, so they peaced out, but they could come back because this is where they go to die. So right, but then but then they're like, "Oh, sweet, a uh, Purgle's here. Take me home. Why are you just dying? Not, no, can you take me home real quick? Just do one more nice thing. Yeah, um, please, giant space whale. Yep. Number two, the ship that's gonna leave that we know is gonna leave is yeah the, is the ISI on in that star destroyer. So you either got you got to get on one of the two of them. I mean, that would be the most logical. Yeah method hide in one of those coffins something like that uh number three you figure out how to get back to the world between worlds oh sure and then just like space jump through well through time and space you you exit out a different you exit out a different door don't you gotta die to get there i would imagine well you don't have to die to get there okay it's just an easier way kind of like flatliners <laughs> that was a fun movie. Anyone, anyone uh, remember that movie? Ooh, that was a long time ago. It was a remake too. So, oh, really? Jesus Christ! Yeah. Um, I think the first one had uh, Kiefer Sutherland in it. A great actor, if there ever was one. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just go see Lost Boys and tell me how right I am. Oh um, yeah. On Lothal, um, where Ezra's from, there was a an a gateway to the world between worlds. So you okay. could enter and exit whilst alive. Now, in episode four or whatever, there was no gateway. She gets knocked off a cliff. How'd she end up there? It's a good question. My only answer is 
I believe that this place is the jumping off point from one aspect of the force to the other. Sure. So everyone has to go there at some point. Her circumstances are special for some reason. She gets a do-over. And that's yeah. how she entered and exited. Because it let her. And uh, but there doesn't mean so remember, we're on Paradia, where the the famous Witch Kingdom of the Dathomiri. Yep. And they have all these amazing huge And they are trying desperately to get the hell out. Trying desperately to get the hell out. And there it's possible that there could be another gateway on this planet. It seems to that be that Thrawn could not have figured out or found, and that the witches couldn't figure out or find either. Possibly, yes. That's now, a if anybody stretch. had a wrench. It, yes, it's a very big stretch. So, however, once again, I've been told recently the force works in mysterious ways. <laughs> so it's possible that such if a said gateway did exist that it could be revealed to them by the force for this very see all of that just points to the force makes choices and decisions yep as it as it wants to it very yeah very clearly could now i know what happened so yeah that's not it so like fine right but it could to your point to your yeah to bolster your argument your your side of things yeah always always a good thing to do yeah so i don't think that i know everything so i'm more than willing to entertain (laughs) most opinions you heard it here first everybody yours more than most i will say Mm, yes well i'm excited to see what happens um it won't disappoint i don't think yeah this was this was an okay episode. It's just it's just one of those calm before the storm sort of deals. And there've been so many good episodes in the season here. There's one more thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. At the end of this fight between Ahsoka, Ezra, Sabine and Shin. Oh yeah. Ahsoka offers Shin the option to leave what she's known yeah and to to join them to i think she knows that she's been abandoned oh the look on her face was just yeah near despair you know yeah but imagine if the person that you'd been taught to hate who you disagreed with about virtually everything after beating you in a fight said i can help you Oh, by, you... by the way, in that fight, Ahsoka did not draw her lightsaber at all. No. Which is just a big old kick in the dick. You're like, <laughs> so it reminded it. Now that you say it that way, it reminds me of this old canon uh, story um, where Luke and his wife in the old canon, Mara Jade, they have a son named Ben Skywalker. Yeah. And so Ben Skywalker is probably 15, 16 years old uh, when the story takes place. And he's been angling for like a more active role in like stuff that's going, hey, I'm an adult. I'm capable. I want to I want to do stuff. I want to help. Yeah. And Luke's trying to teach his kid. Take take a breath, young buck. Like we're not there yet. Right. So Ben is on one of these training courses going at it pretty hard and luke shows up and so he's like okay we're gonna we're gonna spar 
and but he doesn't turn on his lightsaber and so ben is like well i can't start sparring with you until you turn on your lightsaber like let's go light it up basically yeah and uh, luke says i will turn it on when you make me <laughs> so ben i brought a just... whole heaping helping of humble pie for you here yep so ben just goes off on his dad and is like just really trying to get him to turn on that blade and he's pulling out some pretty cool moves and luke is doing luke luke in the old canon does yeah. stuff that no jedi has ever that you guys can't even understand yeah there's one point where he roots himself to the floor of a star destroyer when like there's an explosive decompression going on and he's completely cool sure just from the power of the force and like my buddy alan is like that's his favorite star wars moment because it was like because the way in the book it was described was a black hole could not have moved luke skywalker in that moment and alan was like that really that really stuck with me <laughs> yeah luke skywalker is an absolute stud in the old canon and so his yeah. kid is going at him hardcore right luke's jumping around flipping on stuff jumping into tree branches and ben's getting frustrated because he can't accomplish what he set out to accomplish yeah so after a while like luke trips him and knocks him down and like he's then he has there's like this little chat they have between them and ben, ben stands up deactivates his lights uh lightsaber and just snatches luke's out of his hand and decouples it and there's no crystal in the saber he couldn't have turned it on if he wanted to huh and the point was you don't have to set your you don't have to ignite your lightsaber to win a fight yeah and like that is high level shit like and like i don't know that you can as our as our friend chris winkle likes to say like i don't know that a casual would get that <laughs> sure you know sure but like to me like uh this is there's been several times now where ahsoka has been unarmed and just it had no bearing on whether or not she could win a fight yeah because she understands how to you know and that's one of the most impressive things about her is that like yeah when you go into like i've i've said i've described thrawn as being the smartest guy in the room yeah well she might be the toughest you know like there's very few fights that she's ever going to lose regardless of her circumstances because she understands what she needs to do to win and like maybe i don't need to do that in this fight <laughs> and shin is straight up no match for ahsoka oh sure she almost cut ezra's head off but like <laughs> that was close yeah and he was i think a little bit appreciative of the fact that he got out of the way literally in the nick of time <laughs> but um she's nowhere close to ahsoka and yeah. so i've got some hopes for the character of shin hati that i i hope yeah, that we have i imagine she's coming back in season two as far as i know now knowing nothing about the last episode oh, that would be but i'm excited to watch it it's a bummer that the show's over so quickly. It feels yeah. like it just started. Less than two months. So, but uh, I think it was a fine episode before the big episode. I think you'll you'll be quite happy. Yeah. With the uh, with the finale, I I'm still processing, processing. what's going yeah. on. So, 
Yeah. Uh, there were parts of it where I was very, very excited. And, sure. uh, but it did leave me with like, okay, I don't know where we go from here. Yeah. And now I have to be patient and wait, which I, as an American and a guy, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to have to be either of those things. Right. Well, patience is a Jedi trait. It is. So, but well, I think we did it, right? Yeah. Nailed it. Episode seven in the books. That's right. In the archives. Well, anyone has any questions or whatever you can email us <laughs> mediocre conversations at gmail.com trying to hobble across the finish line here today you you got there <laughs> or you're real close yeah so may the force be with you